Welcome back to another episode of the 100K Doesn't Fix Everything series. I want to start this part two episode by saying that what I speak on today may trigger my audience who have experiences with depression, anxiety, or postpartum depression. In this episode, I am diving deep into my experience with postpartum depression and encourage my audience to proceed with care. Please reach out to the hotline provided in the show notes if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome to the More Than a Mama podcast. Let's make some waves today. Hi, y'all. My name is Taylor. I'm a mama, wife, ocean enthusiast, and third grade teacher turned five-figure business owner. On this show, you can expect a strong mixture of sass, vulnerable conversations, and content that will empower you to find your strength and authority within yourself. Together, we will make an impact and rise above the ceiling society places on us. So take a seat and join me. You and your voice are welcome here. I step into the room and sit on the prettiest blue couch I've ever seen. I wrestle things around in Chloe's diaper bag and pull Chloe in close so she can start feeding. I look up at my therapist who has been lovingly observing me and she asks me one question. How are you doing today, Taylor? I look down at Chloe and tears just started trickling down my face and I quietly whisper, I am not okay. And then a few weeks later, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. What's up, y'all? My name is Taylor, and this is my PPD story. So just some background for everybody. I have always personally struggled with my mental health. Um, What some thought was worrying too much as I was growing up was later diagnosed as general anxiety disorder. What some thought was like a typical teenager phase where I was sad all the time ended up being diagnosed as depression. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. I've learned so much the past few years about something that is not widely talked about, which is mental health. Um, But today I want to share my postpartum depression story. I have been so nervous (laughs) to record this episode just because I have really struggled with coming to terms with my postpartum depression. Um, But I feel like I'm finally at a place now where I can speak about it and feel okay sharing it, like feel safe sharing it. Um, But just like anything else, I just want you to know my intentions with this episode before I get started. So intention one is I really want to come to terms with this. This isn't something that I really talk about. I've, I've mentioned it on my Instagram. I'm sure I've mentioned it in one of the previous episodes, but this is like the first time I've really spoken on my experience as a new mom and I have dreaded and also looked forward to filming this episode all at the same time. Um, second intention is I just want to normalize moms and mental health. 
Um, according to postpartumdepression.org, one out of seven moms will experience postpartum depression in the year after giving birth. Yet there is a huge lack of conversation and acknowledgement that comes with postpartum depression and moms just struggling as new moms in general. Um, I looked back the other day at my old, like, you're a new mom. I call it the you're a new mom packet that the hospital gave me. There were at least 40 pages in this packet and one page was about postpartum depression. One page out of 40 address the fact that the baby blues might just actually be postpartum depression. So I want to normalize moms going through this because it is extremely common. And third intention is I just want to, I want to feel like a human. (laughs) Um, I feel like when I became a mom, people felt they had permission to strip away me being a human being, um, that somehow being a mom and giving birth to a child meant that I don't have feelings or a voice anymore. And I just want to take that back with this episode. And I just want to inspire the moms who are listening to do the same. Um, I want to make it clear that this episode is not medical advice. This is my story, my experience, my symptoms, my thoughts, Please see the show notes for resources, articles, and hotlines to reach out to if you're in need of help or research. That being said, let's get into it, y'all. So when, I guess I need to back it up a little bit. So my experience becoming a mom was awful. And I obviously don't mean (laughs) that Chloe being born was awful. Chloe is one of the best things to happen in my life. But I don't, I just want to have like, y'all know I freaking love my daughter. I'm going to say all this. I'm not going to apologize for what I say because I can say this stuff and love my child at the same time. Um, When I say it was awful, I meant like physically and emotionally, I wasn't okay. Um, Some backstory on my birth story. I stayed at home and labored for three days. I called the hospital multiple times being like, I'm pretty sure I'm going into labor and they wouldn't let me come in um, because I was a new mom and it was a week before Chloe was supposed to be born. And typically moms don't labor that early as a new mom. I'm typically apparently first times mom are later. And I was telling them like, no, like I'm definitely having contractions. Um, And they wouldn't, they just didn't believe me. And then I just bought into the thought, you know, like, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, maybe they're right. They're the nurses. They're the doctors. Like, they would tell me. So I stayed at home and I was having contractions. um, And I remember thinking, like, it's just me. Like, just something's wrong with me. Like, you're fine. Pushing through how I felt. Um... And I hit a point where I like couldn't walk because I was so dehydrated. I couldn't keep anything in my body. So I didn't eat for almost two days. Tyler and I eventually just ended up driving to the hospital um, and I was severely dehydrated. They were trying to stick an IV in my veins and they could not find a vein. It took them 45 minutes. Um, When I got there, I was already dilated to a four and two hours later, I was at a six. 
So I dilated to about an eight before I got an epidural. I was severely dehydrated. I started running like 102, 103 degree fever. Um, I had to do that little peanut ball. You know what I'm talking about? Like the peanut ball that you have to like put your legs on because Chloe was doing her thing. (laughs) She was doing her thing in there. Um, So by the time she was born, I had been awake for three days straight, literally had not slept in 72 hours. I was bleeding everywhere. I was just so exhausted. And the first things that happened to me was like a nurse shoving Chloe on my boob, being like, you need to breastfeed. We got to get breastfeed and family was coming in. And it was so overwhelming, y'all. It was, it was extremely overwhelming. And the whole tone that was set was like, I'm a new mom, so I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I would say that pretty much set the tone and still does set the tone for how I view myself as a mom. I don't think a lot of people understand those first few hours, first few days for me were extremely impactful. Um, The tone was set very early that what I needed and how I was doing didn't matter. And I don't think people did that intentionally. Um, I just think it's something that's not thought about. I don't think when people walk into a room and there's a baby, they're not like, oh, how are you, mom? They're like, oh, the baby, the baby. You know, when the mother just went through, (laughs) um, she just gave birth. I mean, you literally like pop a child out of your body. Your body's bleeding. You have stitches in you. Like it's it's incredible, but it takes a toll on you physically and emotionally and mentally. Um, and that's something that really stuck out to me that the minute I became a mom, I was made to feel like I wasn't important. And again, I don't think people did that on purpose. I just don't think a lot of people think about the fact that the mom might not be okay. I don't think anybody thought about the fact like Taylor might not be okay. So the minute I became a mom, I already was forced to make some hard decisions. Chloe was not eating well. Um, She was crying hysterically at night. Um, She was hungry. And I'm over here like my body's supposed to be providing from her and it's not. And I remember, um, you know, we'd have family members come in, like wanting to hold her and wanting to be with her. And I'm just sitting there overwhelmed by the fact, like, I can't even feed my daughter. I can't even like provide for her, um, the thing that my body's supposed to be able to do. Um, the hospital I was in, they, you know, of course they're like, if you want formula, you can, but they were very pro- breastfeeding. Um, and when I, when I had Chloe, I was very like, I did want to breastfeed cause I just thought that's what you do. Like that's what your body does. Um, that's a whole other thing we could get into is like lack of education around breastfeeding for new moms. Um, it's not easy. Breastfeeding was not easy for us. Chloe was not eating. Um, there were times in the hospital where I had to tell people, 
no, you can't hold Chloe. And I mean, they got angry at me. Um, I'm, I'm just over here trying to do what I'm supposed to be able to do, which is being a mom and I can't do it. And people are wanting to hold her and like, let's just say those, those first few moments, those first few days really set the tone for what people thought my role as a mom should be. Um, you know, people thought my role as a mother was to be selfless and to do whatever it took, um, to help Chloe and that my whole world was her now, that how I felt and what I was going through didn't matter. And I, again, don't think people do this intentionally. Um, I just think there's lack of conversation about how moms are really doing. Um, every mom's journey is different. You know, um, there are moms that pop their kiddos out and they breastfeed and everything goes great. And that's their journey. And that's beautiful. And then there's some moms who really struggle and that's okay too. Um, I just don't think that people think about how the mom is doing. I think there's so much focus on the baby, which obviously there should be that moms can really get pushed to the side. And for me looking down the road, like that was very harmful. It's a very harmful thought for me to have, um, cause it definitely affected my postpartum journey. Um, so we got home. And after Tyler went back to work, we had two weeks where Tyler was home. It was tiring, but I remember that time as being really beautiful. Um, We were so excited to be parents. And I remember just being able to watch TV with Tyler and I was recovering and Tyler went back to work after two weeks And that is where things really started for me. Um, I would say that's when my, my symptoms really started showing. So some like specific moments I remember was, you know, like Mother's Day. I remember it was my first Mother's Day. Chloe was like, I don't know, like a little over six weeks old. And I remember feeling like I should feel so connected to my daughter. Like I'm her mom and this is beautiful and this is so great. And I remember feeling nothing. I remember feeling like just so incapable of taking care of Chloe. And the whole time I was home with her during those six weeks, um, that's how I felt. I felt really, um, it started off as overwhelmed, which I think is normal. 
Um, it was a big life adjustment being able to take care of a child. What started off as overwhelmed became like I couldn't get out of bed in the morning, um, which then became, you know, hysterically crying at night because I just couldn't do it the next day, which then became, you know, very real depression thoughts like Chloe would be better off if I just wasn't here (sighs) because I'm not capable of being her mom. And then add that on top of a lot of things that were happening and what, you know, family members were telling us and just the tone that was set very early on of what was expected from me. Um, you know, that I was expected to make everybody else happy. And I was legit called selfish and being told I'm wrong for telling people no. Um, because I couldn't, I didn't have the capacity to do that. I didn't have the capacity. I was already struggling taking care of myself and then add a newborn on top of that. And it was too much. Like it was just, it was too much. And I just remember thinking, um, you know, Chloe would just be better without me. And that's hard to say. So I'm sure y'all can tell, um, I'm still struggling with this. Um, my postpartum depression has definitely gotten better. Um, I was able to kind of identify those thoughts as not normal. Um, I reached out to a few people in my life about it and, you know, it was discounted as the baby blues or it was discounted as being stressed or overwhelmed. Um, but I just kind of followed my gut. Like this isn't normal. Um, I didn't know what postpartum depression was. I didn't even know that that was a thing, but I did know about anxiety and depression. Um, so I started going back to therapy again. Um, and I remember that the session I referred to at the beginning of the episode, you know, I told my therapist, like, I'm not okay. And I remember telling her, like, I don't think I can be Chloe's mom. 
I don't think I can do it. Um, I remember telling her, like, it would just be best if I'm not here. And I remember my therapist, (laughs) she looked at me. (laughs) And she was the first person to tell me. That I'm the perfect mom for Chloe. So she asked me, you know, like, I need you to be very honest about how you're feeling. Because she's like, I'm pretty sure what you're going through is just treatable. And you don't have to, you don't have to live this way. And you can enjoy being a mom. So after that conversation, um, she ended up calling my OBGYN, who's incredible. And I'm so grateful that he takes mental health seriously. Um, And within the next two weeks, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. And I went to therapy every single week for... I think it was like nine months. Um, and therapy didn't make it go away. I think it just gave me space to, that was like my space. Um, that was my space to just process how I feel. <laughs> And it was life-changing for me to have somebody who believed in me. Um, That was life-changing. That time... It's still really hard on me um, to look back on. Um, It's really hard when a lot of people don't understand or recognize or take this as a serious illness. Um, And it was challenging on my end because I could not... I couldn't talk about it. It's two and a half years later, and I finally feel like I'm in a place where I can talk about my experience. Um, And that's only because I've been going to therapy for a really long time to be able to process it. Um, You know, y'all, there are so many reasons I don't 
I don't speak on this that I haven't really like really gone into depth before. Um, first off, it's because I was scared and it still is scary. It's still extremely scary to talk about this. Um, just cause you don't know how people are going to respond. You're not sure how people are going to view you. You're not sure if they're going to take this illness seriously. Um, I can't even count on my fingers how many times I've been pushed aside of like, it's just, it's just the baby blues. It's just, it's just, you're overwhelmed. Like this is normal. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I like really resonate with how Taylor feels. If I've learned anything the past two and a half years, it's that this isn't normal. And I want to bring awareness to the fact that, like, dismissing how, I just want to specifically speak to how moms feel, is very harmful. It's very harmful. Where we're at right now with this, um, our current reality is that I am terrified to have a second child in the future because I don't want to go through this again. I legit don't know if I can handle walking through it again. I've kind of come to the reality that, you know, based on my mental health history and already having it once, like it's, it's very possible, um, that this could happen again. And I literally just talked about this with my therapist like an hour and a half ago. Um, you know, I feel like I can't do it again. And I know that's not the facts, but that feeling is really strong. It's, it's really strong. And um, that's why I've gone back to therapy. Um, I've been going to BetterHelp since we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I've had a great experience with it so far. I go once a week now. And it's just something I continue to work on and work through. I feel like this episode is kind of weird in the fact I don't really have any solutions to provide you. Um... This is something that I feel and deal with on a daily basis. The first two months, or first two weeks of Tyler going back to work felt like mentally and emotionally the first two weeks of me being home with Chloe. The only time I have to reference off of this is when Chloe and I were home by ourselves and and how incapable I felt of being a mom. So being home with her now has brought up those feelings again. It's brought up 
those emotions and being a stay at home mom is already hard. But when the only experience you have to draw from is a, one of the worst times of your life, um, it can be even harder. It's been very triggering for me. Um, I just, I just want to bring awareness to this. Like that statistic of, you know, one out of seven women are likely to go through this. I just, I wanted to share this with you. I just, I really don't have any solutions, y'all. This is like the most awkward episode for me to film um, because it's something that feels very real to me still. Um, I can't get through. I cry on, at every therapy appointment. I, I cried writing these show notes. I've cried throughout this episode um, because those feelings of not being capable and not being able to provide for Chloe or help her if she needs me. Um, because for a long time, that's what my life looked like. That's what depression, postpartum depression did to me is it stripped away my ability to function. Um, it legit stripped it away. My scope of what I was able to do just got smaller and smaller every day. And then add that onto the fact of family members still expecting things from you and trying to be a wife and keeping a child alive. Um, it's hard. It's still hard. I would say it's gotten better. I would say that You know, how I'm able to cope with it is much better, but it's definitely not where I want it to be. It's definitely not something that I have healed from. It's still something that I'm really working through. And I guess that's what this whole series is about. This whole series is about the journey, and this is, this is a big personal journey that I'm on right now. And I just wanted to share the story in hopes that if a mom listening or even a future mom listening has experienced similar things, you're just not alone. Um, you're going through or will go through a condition that's not only common, but also treatable. Um, and I think that's very important to remember um, that the feelings that I have right now won't be there. You know, each day, y'all, I wake up with the hope that I won't always feel this way. It's like the first thought that comes to my head. Every day I wake up with the hope that one day I'm going to be healed from this. And that how I want to feel as a mom to Chloe and in her future children we have is possible for me.
and that's just kind of the hope that I hold on to. That I'm able to heal from a lot of the things that were said to me. I'm able to heal from the lack of people standing up for me. And I'm just able to heal from becoming a mom in my experiences. Um, where it just doesn't impact me the way that it does right now. And I feel like that hope is there for all of us. Sometimes it's hard for me to believe that, but I choose to believe it every day. That the mom that I want to be and how I want to feel is possible for myself. And that I just don't always have to feel tied down to the narrative that people projected on me. Um, before I end the episode, I just want to make something very clear that I just fully believe. Um, if you're a mom, mama-to-be, future mom listening, I want you to know that you do not have to be selfless to be a great mom. You don't have to make everybody happy to be a great mom. You're allowed to set boundaries. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to do what's best for your child. And that says nothing on you as a mother. And I do fully believe that. I'm at a place where I do, with all my heart, believe that. And it's just unfortunate we can't. We can't control how other people respond to that. We can't control how other people do or don't understand what we're going through. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not a mom, um, I just hope it gave you some perspective. Or maybe you've had a great experience. I hope it gave you some perspective that not everybody has the same experiences as you. I think something that the world really needs um, is more awareness. Specifically, I just want to speak to postpartum depression. Because I feel like if I had known about it, if people had talked to me about it, if it wasn't so taboo, um, it would have been easier for me to ask for help. So I just want to end the episode giving you, I can't, I can't end the episode not giving any tips. <laughs> um, so something that really helped me was my triple A method. So step one is going to be asking yourself how you're really doing. Um, unfortunately, not everybody has people in their lives who ask how they're doing and legit really care. So sometimes we have to be that person for ourselves. So ask yourself today, how am I doing? And then step two is going to be admitting if you're not okay. And that says nothing about you as a mom or as a wife or as a human. Just, it's just you taking care of yourself and being like, I am not okay. 
And then the third thing that I need you to do is advocate for yourself. I had to become my biggest advocate and it's something I still have to do as a mom is advocate for my mental health and my boundaries um, and myself and taking responsibility to go to therapy and just advocate for yourself, y'all. There are doctors and hotlines and resources out there that will help you. I went to multiple people um, about my postpartum depression and many people unfortunately dismissed it just because of lack of understanding of what I was going through. So I just want to encourage you to advocate for yourself. And then, yeah, that's my, that's my journey, y'all. That's, that's a very honest and vulnerable look at where I'm at right now. Um, and we're just going to keep waking up each day. We're just going to keep waking up each day with the hope that it's not always going to feel this way. And that how I want to be as a mom as possible for me. Because I do believe that now. And I'm going to keep working towards that. And if there's anything that happens in the future, maybe I'll keep you all updated on this. But if you're listening and you don't have anybody in your life to talk to about this stuff, please know that you can reach out to me. Um, I would love to help you find somebody who will listen and who is available to help you um, and will get you the care and attention that you deserve. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, my handle is at more than a mama underscore. Please feel free to DM me on there. Please refer to the show notes. I'm going to drop some incredible articles, hotlines um, that really helped me when I was trying to figure out what was going on. And I'm here for y'all and I love y'all and thank you so much for listening and let's continue to move forward with hope. I'll talk with y'all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the more than a mama podcast. Before you go fold that laundry that's been sitting there since last weekend, I have one more thing for you. My mission is to create content that serves and impacts you. So if you love what you heard today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review and tag me on Instagram at more than a mama underscore. So I can connect and create content for you, my listeners. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to make waves today. Bye.